We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do sh- he just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. There we go. We got Jay on uh, secret Airbnb location here. We got, we got hey, Booney, is Booney between. Is this, am I louder? Am I finally louder? Stop leaning away from your mic. I, You're like, I hey, am like I I'm, getting louder? I feel like <laughs> I'm in all your faces, though. Like, I don't know where. Listen, Gosh. this basement was poorly planned, okay? It was not meant to be a studio. <laughs> We Back need to just carve out a room for your new There studio. is a room. I know there's a room in his house that is completely unused, and he's staring at it no, right that's now. Not Why can't we turn that room? into a studio? I, you're a, I you're a professional floors. content creator now. Dude, I put, I put in wood floors, and now it's our workout room. So what's the room upstairs now? Well, that's going to be the office, but have you heard the kids lately up there? They're crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, I need bulletproof, soundproof doors. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should get you a headset, like one of those, you know, like uh, broadcasting headsets. And yeah. you can just be like lifting weights in your weight room while you do the podcast. Dude, we'll I will just put one. a camera up there. Do you mean with the microphone here? Yeah. I have one underneath. Dude, my favorite's when Boone and I are on a Zoom call or something. We're talking to a kid. And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, everything's going really good, really great. And you just see like... Be like, oh yeah, everything's fun. Shut up. He just mutes his mic and turns and screams at his kids. Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) I try to hide it so much. It's so funny. I like hiding my face. Kills me. It kills me. Oh, things are great, man. Yeah, you're gonna love working here. Shut up. (laughs) Just a quick mute and a quick head turn. We're Uh, a big family. We're big, big, big and family over here. Oh my god. Dude, by the way, hey, thank you guys, the O-Line Committee Army of audience out there, mm-hmm. for making last week's episode, the podcast episode, the most listened to episode to date. A lot of, of the Raider O-Line haters. Committee. Just so many Raider haters out there. We appreciate yeah. every single one of you. Oh, absolutely. Like Raider fans are jumping in like, yeah, screw that guy. Mark <laughs> Davis, his dumbass bull haircut guy. Put now the Raiders are great. The Raiders are smoking cigars in the yeah. locker room. <laughs> Did and... you hear about uh, tell? Okay. Hold Never on, mind. we'll get into I'm, it. We'll okay. get into it. I'm Just relax. You're fine. I'm changing my mic. That's fine. I'm you can, it. Hey, new okay. mic. New mic. Safety's down. Rotate's over. Hey, rotation. <laughs> rotation. I know you see it's coming. <laughs> Shut let's up. Start, when we let's, see it. Let's start with Jay. So every week we start the show, we identify uh, who's the mic. Who is the biggest or what is the biggest thing on your mind in football each week? We'll start with Jay. Yeah, for me, I'm going to double down on last week and Joshua Dobbs, baby. I came on this show last week and I said I sang the praises of Kevin O'Connell. I sang the praises of all those guys. And I know there's going to be a lot of people saying, oh, you're a Viking homer. But to actually think about what Joshua Dobbs did in that football game is incredible. And I know people are listening and be like, well, like, yeah, I mean, KOC just tells them to play. Like, no, it's so much more than that. Like, you're talking about a guy that gets between 40 and 15 seconds, he has to get the play call in his helmet, tell the other 10 guys on the field what the play call is, and then have the KOC translate that play call into being like, hey, so you got a flat route and a pivot route, you got a a gone route over here, it converts to cover, and then done. And then like, well, figure it out, bud. Wing it out there. And for him to go out there and play calm as a cucumber, and I know things looked bleak early on, right? The safety, the sack fumble, and you're like, oh, gosh, here we go. But the way he was able to flip that thing around, go out there and lead a victory and score 30 points for the first time (laughs) all year with this team is incredible. It's a testament to him. I think it's an even bigger testament to KOC 
and the way that he coaches this team and the way that he was able to pivot in adversity in a really tough moment. Hats off to the Minnesota Vikings offense and what they did. And congratulations, Minnesota. You're going to be picking 18th overall and get the oh, middle no, best dude, player. I don't but know. Hey, to be honest, <laughs> it's know. a level that they've never, they haven't seen in a while. And it's the running quarterback. It's him being able to mm-hmm. run. And that just adds a level of dimension that if you thought before with JJ and TJ and KJ, they were tough. Now you have to see the entire offense because it's fun when guys get to turn their back to the quarterback because they're like, oh, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's going to be standing right there the whole time. But now it's... It turns into you can't take your eyes off him because if they do run these post routes or these go routes dude we are in a world of hurt <laughs> if everyone just takes off running in tampa too dude it's gonna be super fun yeah i think it's, we talked so, about it on monday on uh yeah purple daily per, about how much more fun plug. it's gonna be and dude now you're gonna start seeing so much more new offense like it's gonna start looking like miami it's gonna start looking like sf it's gonna start looking like the ravens like it's gonna start looking like hey philly Oh my gosh! How easy does Philly just go? Hey, it, I'm it could also train wreck hey. in the second week with <laughs> that. You know, like here's, I, here's so, where it makes me think. So it, easily, here's where it makes me so think. So easily, listen. You're really not asking anyone to do anything different. We're just going to run either a zone or I'm going to throw it out there. It's really not anything that we haven't done before. It's just. Can we have a quarterback that can move and run? And, hey, you know what? If that slant's not there and the run's not there, can he just take off and run for 15 yards? If you can do that, because everyone's always like, where's the big play? Where's the big play? In the huddle, we're not like, where's the big play? We're like, hey, where's the first down? Get me another first down and let me start over. And just give me a first down. That's all we keep thinking. Get to the next one. So when you have a guy out there that now poses a threat of, hey, we can throw it to one of the best receivers, they could run the ball, or he could just take off with himself. They can run it, the ball. There's dude, no running the ball. Listen. I said they could attempt to run the ball. <laughs> in fairness. In I'm fairness. kidding. We looked you know at those is... nine-man boxes. That was like a little yeah. bow-up drill going on out there. At one point, I was like, is that, is that the 10th man jumping in out of nowhere? Just waving. What's nice, too, is when uh, you know the game's on the line, and it's like fourth or seven or fourth and eight, and no one's open. Run. One guy throws run. to a covered tight end, and the season's over. I'm not saying that Joshua Dobbs is better than Kirk Cousins, but it's nice to have the option. It's nice to have the option. Shots across the bow. Ding. Just saying. No wonder Vikings Twitter comes through your head. Yeah, you know what? You do have those backhanded compliments. I love the when Vikings Twitter comes for Mackie's head. I think it's so funny. And Mackie always hits him with like the polite, passive aggressive clap back, too. Like, oh, well, you could just kindly GTFO. I've taken the other Mine approach, and, my, so and nice. my wife, my wife, correctly is like, maybe that's not the way you want to operate on uh. social media. But I think like what has bothered me about this whole thing, and and, I, and here's here's my mic. All right, I'll piggyback my Here mic this week. I actually have two mics. I'll hit with the first one now. Mm. Kevin O'Connell. Mm. So, Kevin O'Connell, I feel like second year as a coach, he wasn't even among the finalists for uh, head coach of the year last year, even though they won 13 games. It kind of feels like he's been under the radar nationally. There's when everyone talks about bright young offensive minded coaches, you start with McVeigh over to Shanahan and then over to uh, Zach Taylor over here. It's like you got nine guys down the list and maybe Kevin O'Connell comes up and for him to essentially be like the, the, the plane is flying and the pilot is unconscious. The pilot tore his Achilles. Can anyone else here fly a plane? Right. And he's like in the air control tower with someone who hasn't flown a plane in a while or doesn't know like what the what the buttons do in this particular plane. And he's calmly talking you through an emergency landing for three hours. And I, you, know, you guys know the intricacies more than I do, but KOC has not done this only once. Mark Sanchez went on the radio. I think it was Cowherd show this week. And he told a story about, I think Colt McCoy was the starter the year after cousins left Washington in 2017. Yeah. This is 2018. Mm-hmm. And Washington picked up Mark Sanchez as just like a desperate, we need a backup who's played football before. And so the next game, so he had been there for a week, doesn't know anyone's names. He had no reps in practice. He's kind of learning a new language, new system. And uh, Colt McCoy breaks his foot in one of these games. I think it was against uh, the Eagles, if I remember correctly. And so Mark Sanchez, first Mark Sanchez is like, uh, can we double check his foot and make sure? Cause I'm not, I am not prepared to play in this game. Kevin O'Connell was the quarterback's coach for Washington. Jay Gruden gives him the headset and says, talking through it. And so Mark and Kevin had played together in New York with the Jets a few years earlier. So they spoke like Jets playbook language, but Mark didn't speak Washington playbook language. So Kevin would say, play 15 on your wrist, but just to, just to expedite it, play 15, tell them, 
Now we have 20 seconds. It's like that play in New York eight yeah. years ago, this this concept. Dude. He it, did it. He did it in 2018. Like you said, to be as calm as a cucumber in that situation and to be not panicked and to be like, hey, play 15. And then the minute you hear him break the huddle, all right, hey, listen, I know it's this key. It's really just two jet. All right. We know we're saying cougar, but really it's just sail. All right. It's a sail. Sa- it's, it's a it's a high low read on the cornerback and, or whatever. That's exactly right? and, and what you're telling him. To give even more kudos to KOC, I thought he handled his head coaching job duties well yes. while that's going on too, right? Handling the timeouts, handling how to handle end a game. All that stuff is still on his plate as a head coach while also hand-holding the rocket scientist as we're going through here. Like, it's a feat that I don't – I know it's been talked about a lot, but I hope people really understand how difficult what they just did truly was. And they, we haven't even touched on the fact that they got lucky that they were on the road because if he would have had to go in there and start doing his snap count, there yeah. would have been jump starts, false starts all over. Did you see the a Braxton on the sideline too? They were yeah, all like they yeah. got lucky. They were like, "Hey, listen, I'm just going to lift my leg, Garrett, do that." Right. Like, because if he would have been yeah. out there trying to do a new snap count as an old lineman, if you have a new quarterback comes a new snap count, you're guaranteed to jump off sides like five times, like guaranteed. He's going. And they only had the one botched something. exchange, I think. Like, it, yeah. they, I don't think they had any. They might have had one false start, but maybe none. It was. It was incredible. incredible. It was incredible. I am worried slightly for a slight emotional letdown this week. Just put it out there. Just put, well, put it out there. You'll have your chance to, to talk later. We're not going to talk about That's records. Right. In the, yeah. in the game We're going to glaze over that. Yeah. All right, Booney, who's your mic? My yeah. mic, uh, well, I mean, it could be a multitude of people, but it's going to have to be um, Josh McDaniels for sure because he sat in that room and just let his team destroy him <laughs> in front of everybody. And he, like, apparently didn't get a word in edgewise. But I love how Max Crosby came out and said that that Patriot thing was false. Because I couldn't see another coach from another team telling you not to disrespect another team like that. Like, I, that would be, That like, seemed weird. Yeah, yeah. That would be super, like, hey, man, that's creepy, okay? You're being super, super creep. But at the same time, to sit there and let dudes stand up and be like, I hate you. And I hate the way you call this <laughs> offense. And you know what? You look You're like ugly. an idiot with that visor on. I just thought you should know that. You look like a total dumbass like you just sat there for four Your hours breath smells too you have halitosis yeah. halitosis How about then you go out you lose the game and you get fired afterwards it's like literally like the, the the owner of the team going in like listen we're gonna fire this guy next week everybody you got something to say just say it doesn't matter <laughs> firing him oh, i don't know what man. to say i'm getting a haircut you guys take care of this for me <laughs> dude you can't tell me that wasn't the craziest story you have ever heard. Dude, that's, that's like the scene from The Office where it's like, all right, you have full immunity. Right? You have full immunity. You can say whatever you want. Right? You just let it go. Just let it be. And then it's like, wait. I, and then you get cut. You're like, well, I thought I had immunity. Right? It's like, ah, I got you. Got you. Dude, in no world would I ever expect someone to be like, you got something to say to the coach? Say it. Somebody actually stands up. I'd be yeah. like, no. I love the guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's my guy. <laughs> His name is also on the check, so I love him. I, yeah. I love him. He feeds my family. Like, yeah, no, hey, I couldn't you know imagine. What? Shout out to Antonio Pierce for taking over that team and just absolutely going out and dog fisting some teams. Like, dude, I love the fact that they look dog like the old Raiders again. They're just absolutely having fun. They're doing their dances. They're smoking cigars. Like, the minute, and I'll say this, and Jay, you might not agree with me, but the minute you shut down all the fun is the minute you take away everyone's creativity. And you're like, you know what? Now it just becomes another job. And the minute the NFL becomes a job, it's like, dude, this is brutal. Because I'm getting my ass kicked all day. I'm getting yelled at all day. I can't go do the conga line because apparently we're having too much fun. Right? Like, you know you know how it is, Jay. Yeah. The minute they start taking away the fun stuff, you're like, well, now you just took all the chairs out of the locker room. Now, what the hell sense does that make? I remember when the Jaguars did that. They took all yeah, the chairs out of no the locker sitting. room. They took all the ping pong tables out. It's like, well, we got to be in here for like an hour. Do you want me to just scroll on my phone or you want me to jump around and be an idiot and have fun? Like, what do you want me to do? And when you take fun things away, you really piss us off. Like, yeah. Dude. I mean, to be fair, they beat Tommy DeVito. Like, I get it, but Whoa. like celebrating like you won the Super Bowl. Dude, the Wicked Witch of the West is dead. They're all excited. They're like, finally, there's a there's a dub down there somewhere. We found who doesn't care. You know what? No one's gonna put an asterisk and be like, it's Tommy DeVito in the. If right they go now. out and get boat raced this week, they will. Max Crosby better show up big time. Yeah, will, like, dude is just that's a the thing. Like you you say some of the stuff that they said and some oh, of the yeah. stuff that they talked about this week. You better back it up. Hey, because you are this. just putting a lot out there, right? You're just putting it all out all there. Like we're airing everything out. Right, everything's on the table, and you better go perform because if you don't, watch out. Oh, you're like, gonna get, the, you're gonna the get sharks caught. are circling. The sharks are circling, and they will attack 
very quickly Dude. if they don't go out and perform this week. I will it, say that that was a, that somebody really messed up by letting that out. That, yes, that, that they that they let because now yes. I'm There's, telling you right now, in the hundred years of history of football, not once has a team ever been allowed to berate the coach like that. Never in, f- in front of never. each other. You might have a conversation with a coach on a more man level in a private room where he's calling you out, and you're like, "Listen, motherfucker, I- I'm not 12. You're not going to talk to me like I'm fucking 12. This ain't going to happen like that." But when you do it in front of another team, Jay, you got You can't tell me that that wouldn't just be absolutely insane. No, I mean it would be. It would be banana balls to even think about. Uh, like, to even, I can't even, like, I start thinking about that situation. I start, like, clamming up in my seat. <laughs> like, I'd be sinking down, like, not me. Nope, not me. I like my job. Like, I, I just, I, I could not coach. imagine being able to just be like, do it. Just say it. Just say it. Like, and I could, I can think of a few teammates that we'd have that'd be like, oh. Oh, okay. I got something to say. Right? Like, <laughs> and you'd oh, be like, yeah. shh. You have a family. You have a family. Remember that. Like, remember what you say here will live forever. Like, once it comes out, it can't go back in, right? There's just so many of those times that you know there's a few teammates you look over and they give you those eyes like, yeah, it's happening. I've been waiting for this my whole career. And you're like, no, 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 no. Oh, man, dude. I think that that, that, that has to be one of the wildest. You got another mic? I know you had another one on you. I don't know where Mackie went. He'll be back. I don't know. He'll be he'll be here somewhere. Another Mike. You know, I think if I had to choose another one, it would have to be the Giants, just because of mm. what's going on over there. So I sad. Mean, I do. I feel bad for Dayball. He's a great dude. Loves football to death. But when you talk about what's happened to the Giants this year with injuries, and now you talk about Daniel Jones going down. I mean, an ACL in the middle of the game with a minute. And I think this is the crazy thing: is and not a lot of times that you see quarterbacks get hurt on non-contact plays where they're like, "Yo, I'm out. Don't touch me." Like, you knew it was bad the minute he went down and was like, don't. Just yep. don't even come near me. Like, dude, that's one of those things where, as a player, you're like, dude, this is not this is not good. And then talking about having to bring in that young young quarterback, and that's probably going to be the rest of your season. Like, dude, that's nah, one of those. Matt Barkley time, baby. I bet you Stop anything it. Matt Barkley will walk out there next week to start for oh, start. the New York Giants. He'll, he'll you got to remember, I was so I was with Buffalo with Dable in 2018. When Josh Allen got hurt against Houston, we put Nate Peterman in against the Bears. He threw like three interceptions. He gave me staff. Oh. And he did. I had to make a tackle on an interception, and I ended up getting staff in my elbow. Thanks, Nate Peterman. Oh. And we signed Matt Barkley on a Monday. A Monday. He takes like some of the reps, right? He's battling Peterman. And they were like, Saturday night, like, yeah, Barkley's getting the start. Oh, hi, Matt. My name's Jeremiah. Nice to meet you. Um, and he went out there and beat the brakes off the Jets. Like, went out there and just mur- dropping dimes, right? So I bet you it's Matt Barkley time. Dable has a lot of trust in him. He was with him in there. I bet you we see Matt Barkley out there. Oh, he'll definitely be out. Dude, it'd be a constant upgrade. Let's be honest. God, they might actually trust him to push the ball farther than 10 yards down the field. They don't trust DeVito at all. No. Like, they literally are out there like, find 26 and just give him the football and don't mess it up between point a and point b or i'll kill you and somehow he finds a way to mess it up it's it's <laughs> bad <laughs> all right one more mic i have one more mic for you guys all right here we go i uh just want to get your thoughts on this one my mic is caleb williams mm. for don't. jumping into his parents arms <laughs> emotionally and shedding a few tears after a loss to u-dub it generated a lot of traction on social media. I would just like to know. I did see a, a couple people like in the sort of NFL like Twitter world said undraftable. Undraftable no. if he's that emotional after losing a football game. Is he you undraftable? Go first, Boone? You want to go first or you want me to go first? You look like you got steam coming out of your ears. So I'm going to go ahead and you're nice and wound up. Say let's, it. Go, let's go ahead and let Say the it, silent assassin coward. go over there, buddy. What do you got? I mean, go ahead. Did, go for it. did he make fun of another guy for crying? Didn't, on a future, on, didn't somebody say something about uh, there was a guy that was crying and they were like something like it's hard to hard to like a player that cries or something. He put LOL and then that same player laughed at that tweet. Like it's just one of those things where like if, it's karma and it's one of those things where if he did really laugh at somebody about crying after a game and then now he got caught, it's that's kind of karma. <laughs> See, I go more along the lines of he's obviously not undraftable. That's no. a dumb take. Dude, he's he's gonna still going to be the first, gonna be the first or second quarterback taken. There's no doubt about that. 
But what it does raise is some red flags for me on the side of, does this do to let his emotions control him? Or is he in control of his emotions? Right? Because there is a time and a place to have emotions like that. For example, the last time I played my last college football game, we won, but I still cried because that chapter of my life was ending. Right? That's a close the book moment. You're moving on. It's an emotional thing. Week eight versus an opponent that is better than you, losing doesn't warrant that kind of an emotional response for me. And then you also put that on the back of him sitting on the sideline on the bench after losing some games and just slouched and kind of, it just doesn't, everyone, the, the, the positive spin on it is like, he's such a competitor. Like he, he just hates losing so much, it just eats him alive. But then you look at some of his other on-the-field stuff of not being a great leader when he's there for his teammates at times or looking a little selfish at times. Like The two things don't jive well with me of being cohesive of who he is. On top of the press conference of like kind of standing in the back, hands in his pockets, and like, I just want to go home and sit with my dog. Like I get it. We all want to go home and sit with our dog after a loss. Like that's, Yeah, that's a comforting thing. But you have to be starting to prepare yourself for life in the NFL. Life in the NFL, you will get eaten alive you act like that eaten alive the media the players like you cannot act like that if you're going to be a starting quarterback in the nfl there's only 32 spots of them you have to step up there and take the bullets and understand that you have to take criticism and not to let it and if you let your emotions control you in the nfl you're toast you're toast man jay brings up a great point and a lot of this is um when it comes down to the holding your emotions. We probably at times get mad when guys are super political, and at times mm -hmm. we kind of make fun of them. But that's how you want your quarterback to be. And that's probably why I was remaining so silent. And it was. He was making fun of Max Dugan, uh, one of the quarterbacks. That's right. And so when you talk about something like that, we always are like, ah, oh, they're so political. When I'm in that position, I want a political quarterback. I don't want somebody that's out there talking a lot, crying a lot, making a big scene. Listen, take the bullets. Let's walk away. Or... Go out there, say what you're going to say, be respectful, and get the hell off the podium so we can get the hell out of here. You know how it is. I yeah. don't want a quarterback that's out here talking a lot, doing a lot, saying a lot, crying a lot, because you know what? That's just a lot of attention that now I question that I have to answer. I don't want to answer questions about why my quarterback was crying. I don't know why he was crying. He stubbed his damn toe coming out of the shower. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. Jay, you know how that is. Well, also, it goes back to <clears throat> look back at the NFL this week. C.J. Stroud, completely in control of his emotions. Completely. <clears throat> right? The ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. Like, if you allow yourself to ride the roller coaster of emotion throughout a, throughout a game, an NFL game, let alone an NFL season, you're, you're dead. I agree. Like, you, you, can't live on that you can't live on that roller coaster. And so, I still think he's going to be a great quarterback. He's too talented not to be. Yep. But he needs to make sure that he surrounds himself with the right team of people the right mentors, and the people that can help him channel this emotion in the proper way, right? right? I'm not saying it's bad. I love that he's an emotional guy. Football's right. an emotional game, but you have to be able to channel it. And, yes, that is a moment that he had of, of weakness, of strength, however you want to go. It was a moment, and he shared it with his mom, and he shared it with his family, and it sucks that I got caught on national TV, but if you're going to be the guy, everything's going to be caught on national TV, and you just have to understand that, and you have to be able to have a response to that when asked the question about it. Right. Hey, man, what was that? You can't be like, I just want to go like, hey, I got caught up in the moment. Like How he responded to that moment could have been so much better from a national stage that would have controlled the story, controlled the narrative, but he never really, he never really talked about it. He never really took control of that, why it was happening, and allows the stories to spin out of control. So I agree. And Overall, it, does it make him not be one of the first quarterbacks taken? Absolutely not. No. Does he have a lot of questions he's going to have to answer in the pre-draft process about it? Absolutely. See, yeah. that's where it comes from. And that's the biggest thing is this just draws more questions and more scrutiny and more people have something to look at. And I'm not saying that you can't cry to us in the shower or in the locker room because that's what the locker room is for, a place that's just us. But when you're out facing the world, you have to put on your Superman cape and be like, you're right. I threw that interception. Or, yes, we fumbled that ball. We will get better. You could be crying as much as you want inside. You could be screaming, shouting, doing whatever you want. We've all done it. But until that door closes in the locker room and nobody's in there, you can't ever let them see you weak. Because now people go, mm, look, he's, it's in there. We'll find yeah. it. We'll hit it out of them. I've heard coaches say that. Ah, See that interview? He's ready to get hit. He needs to get hit a couple times. I was like, uh, are we allowed to be talking about this? <laughs> Shut up. It's football, moron. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I, undraftable is what I got out of this conversation. Uh, I think he's uh, a. Uh, I didn't see Drake May crying. Didn't see yeah. Drake May crying. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Listen, just because you're the first quarterback taken doesn't mean you're the best. Look at Bryce. I mean, the the story's still being written for Bryce Young, but at the moment, C.J. Stroud, woo, he yeah, looks dude. like the dude. He was gonna yes. be my mic. Just go out. I'll do it myself, coach. Don't even need a kicker. I got this. Dots, and we uh, we we dots. have we have a, a film breakdown set. For this week, CJ oh, Stroud wait. looking at five touchdowns for sure. Mm. Um, all right, you guys, you guys are lucky. My internet's been taking a crap today because I've had I've had to withhold some takes here that I'll unleash at a later time. Let's do some picks here and then some dumb football questions. Let's all go. Right? Let's do it. So uh, you two casuals are trying to play catch up to uh, the real expert in the room here. Yeah. You know what? You got lucky. Picks. Okay, you got lucky that you switched. <laughs> That Dolphins. 100% and what happened. You are 100% lucky you changed no. that at the last moment because yeah. you would have been just like the rest of us. No, nope. yep. uh, we'll burn that tape. No one has to go back and find that. Distractions, so. distractions, distractions. <laughs> oh, God, distractions. Uh, so, uh, four highlighted games each week, and we pick the games straight up because spreads are for losers. losers. All right. So, even though we're picking straight up, uh, the records aren't maybe as good. Oh, I mean, my record's amazing. I'm 24 and 12 after a 4 0 week last week. Mm, That's right. That stings. Jeremiah was 3 and 1 last week. He's up to 19 and 17. You're above 500. Above 500, man. That's all way. we need. There we go. And Booney, you were 2 and 2 last week. You're down to 20 and 16. So I have a four game lead on Boone and a five game lead on you. Jeremiah here. I'll get him. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming for you, Boone. I'm coming for your head. <laughs> coming for that head. Coming for, coming for your family. Coming, coming for <laughs> By the way, some smarter listeners than us have pointed out that, especially since we're halfway through the season, in order to avoid me getting a competitive advantage by just picking last and like picking the same guy, you know, if I just if I just mirror your picks, you really do you can't gain of. on me, right? Yeah, yeah. we got to rotate pick it. first. Well, well, we just rotate it. You pick first on the first game. I pick first on the second game. Boone picks first on the third game, and then you pick then last I'll pick on first the fourth game. game. Okay, <laughs> exactly. You're picking twice <laughs> first every you, week. You pick, yeah, you pick twice first. Here we go. That works fine. So uh, this week's games, we will start with. Uh, let's start with Saints at Vikings. Couple of five and four football teams looking to find their way in the National Football Conference. So who's first? You? I'll go first. Yeah, you I'll first. first. All right. You kind of stole my thunder earlier. We already know where he's mm. going. No, he's he's with this me. This is on a this. letdown. He's with me on this. I even predicted before oh. on Purple Daily before the Falcons game. I said emotion, like positive emotion off the Kirk injury. It's going to carry them into a win in Atlanta. But then once everything settles, and now you now you got your backup quarterback, and the I think the Saints are better than the Falcons, and the yes. Saints are actually favored in this game on the road. So I think this is a letdown for the Vikings. I'm going to go Saints win this game. I'm with you. You know, Derek Carr is much better than Taylor Heineke. And I love Taylor Heineke. He's a great kid. But you look at the opportunities that Atlanta had in that game to really take a commanding lead early in that he game. He was a bit of a deer in the headlights, Yeah, I say? Uh -huh. there you go. Yeah, and for some reason, B. John Robinson must have killed Arthur Smith's family or something because <laughs> he refuses to hand him the football. Right. But, you know, I agree. I think that there's going to be an emotional letdown. I think... It's one of those things that you can talk about all week long, and I promise you KOC and crew are talking about, hey, we got to just stay up, ride this high, keep going. It's impossible to keep it. So I agree. I think the Saints offense is starting to roll a little bit. Olave, Michael Thomas, Taysom Hill is starting to become more of a gadget guy for them. On a, And then you look at that defensive line. I mean, they've got some dudes on defense still with Cam Jordan. you got the DeMario Davis in the middle. I like the Saints in this game. Booney. Get the Gallarhorn ready. Get the Gallarhorn ready. Get it ready. Get it ready. Come on. Get it ready. All right. Coward. Here we go. Coward. 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 You're Coward. Coward. We're, Coward. Doing it. We're doing it. Vikings. Let's go. I got him. I got the Vikings. Let's go, Vikings. I know. I'm going back and forth. But you know what, dude? Honestly, I think this is just a whole other dimension that people haven't seen from them. It's one of these things where as you look out there, you might not have JJ. It's fine. You're still going to have other people out there that can get it done. And the fact that he can still run the ball is going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to add another level. And while the Saints <clears> – <throat> I think they have a phenomenal defense. I'm still a little up and down about Derek Carr, and I think a lot of it just depends on which one shows up. So, okay. I think I think the Vikings should go pluck Leonard Fournette off of the Buffalo Bills practice squad. That's that's kind of because he's on P squad for them, so he oh, is susceptible right. to go get. So you could yeah, you could just grab you him, could right? just go. Yeah. I claim you. 
I think if I'm the Vikings, I'm plucking Leonard Fournette off the practice squad of the Bills and saying at, at, we need to run him. At most, you force them to put him on their on their active roster. Yeah, like that's they, the thing you say. All right, you because they the spot. would come back and go, okay, well, now we're leaving unless you, and they'd have to go shit. And yep. at this point, it's kind of like, dude, if you get a run game over here or somebody that can actually decently run through the tackles and at least carry a defender a yard or two. For Holy nothing? Shit. Are For you nothing? just plucking dudes all year long to become great? Like, dude, what if this? <laughs> you, becomes... They should be. Hey, I'm it's... telling you, dude. It could. The stars could align, and I'm just saying the Vikings this week. Let's go. Here we go. Yeah. Look at that, wow, Mackie. You're a real that. pussy. What a if homer. You don't pick the Vikings. I'm just telling you. <laughs> you homer. are, especially all re- that nonsense. I'm a realist. Please don't be like one of these trolls in my Twitter feed. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was told, okay, that the sky was falling and the organization would crumble after Kirk Cousins' injury. Ryan Clark goes on ESPN and talks about how he's more than just a quarterback. He's every, he holds everything together. It's like, he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's the glue that's holding it all together. No. So, no, no, no. You know, to we'll be fair, see. Ryan Clark also got mad at Baker Mayfield for not shaking Hugh Jackson's hand a, a, many, many years ago, and it still bothers me to this day that he would get on a player about some stupid shit like that. So we can't well, take a word that he says seriously. Okay? Been harboring, harboring <laughs> yeah. that for a long time. that way. The minute deep. one former oh, player was feels like... Good. <laughs> I remember sitting there, and he was like, you know, Baker, you're a real D-bag for not shaking his hand. I was like, what former player would be like, shake that man's hand? <laughs> no. I want to. Put her in the all-vice, coach. What are you, Let my dad telling me what bygones. to do? Get the hell out of my... Like, dude, that was so not cool. I was like, nah, dude. Ever since then, oh, I need to get out of here. It's freeing. Freeing. Right, just as let loose can... that tension for Boone. <laughs> By the way, I just noticed that every team in our picks, you guys played for, uh, either both of you played for or one of you played for. So we'll go down that path to a Lions at Chargers, a former Jeremiah Searles team. Wait, wait, Searles, who'd you pick? You pick Saints? Saints. Pay attention. Keep up. (laughs) Brain, little hamster wheel needs to get fed. Um, I like the Lions in this pick. You know, I think, I know that people say the Chargers got back on track, but they are so beat up at wide receiver. Like, they lost Mike Williams. Palmer, I believe, is now on IR. Like, they have very few weapons. Yes, they have Austin Eckler, but I think the Lions coming off the bye, getting refreshed, I think they get David Montgomery back. Right, You get the two-headed monster of Montgomery and Given. Like, those two... Those two guys are going to just run all over. I'm, I'm on St. Brown's, Brown's going to be healthy back. This team's going to be hungry to get back on the field. I think the Lions roll. Go. Biting kneecaps, biting whatever. Let's go Lions. All Fenty the coffees all the way down, baby. Fenty Dude, coffees. I'm, I'm tr- double shot. I'm just envisioning Dan Campbell's stone cold Steve Austining two Ventys just before practice all <laughs> over his head. Nobody dead. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitches. <laughs> What does Dan Campbell do on a bye week? I want to know. I want to be with him so bad. Wouldn't that he be hunts, awesome? He hunts people on a yeah. bye week. <laughs> he <laughs> plans out his north. plan for how when the apocalypse ends, how he's just going to rule and he'll become the dictator of the abyss. <laughs> Crawling around. Great. Guy. I am legend. I got right, the man, Lions you in this one too, man. Who are you picking? I got the Lions. And it's not just to match you guys to keep a lead. I think the, if, if it wasn't the Chargers, it's funny because you look at this and say, boy, the char- this is the Chargers chance, right? You're playing at home. And you got one of the which top means five nothing. or six quarterbacks. Which means for nothing. Them, for them, it means nothing. Yeah, it means nothing for them. Yeah. But th- this should be a game where, okay, finally, we- we've been waiting for the Chargers coming out party here. When are you going to vault yourself into the next level in the AFC? And if it wasn't the Chargers, I would say this is going to be a big win for them. And t- I just don't, I don't know. I think they're more, I think they're closer to firing the head coach mm. than they are like getting to the top level in the AFC. Agreed. So, agreed. Right agreed, 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 agreed. Okay, uh, 49ers, Alex Boone's former squad at Jaguars. Oh, here we go. This is a this is a football game here, boys. Well, I'm going to go first, and I'm already going to tell you who I'm picking. You already know I'm going Niners all the way, baby. We are just three straight losses. Didn't we just right? trade for another pass rusher? Yeah. It's just going to – wait a minute. Everyone's looking at Nick Bosa. Oh, we got another guy over here. And I'm telling you right now, it's the curse of the Niners because look at Christian McCaffrey. Everyone was like, oh, that was a terrible trade. It was terrible – Everybody clearly knows now he just did not want to be with the Panthers. Like, <laughs> dude, let's just be honest, okay? You don't think Chase Young showed up like, boys, I am ready to murder. They were like, here we go. Let's get crazier. Yeah. And we already know the Jaguars' problems up front. We've, we've already broken them down. We've seen the problems, dude. It ain't getting any better this week. Let's go. I'll go second in case you want to make a pivot here, yep, Jay. Yep. So I also have the 49ers. Mm. They haven't won a game in a month, but 
I actually think that's more reason why they're going to win. No Trent Williams at practice yet this week. So we're doing this middle of the week, but Debo Samuel is back at practice. So they at least, they at least get a weapon back in that passing game run blocker. So I'm going 49ers with a big road victory, but this is, this is a fun game on paper. I mean, both teams coming off the bye too. both teams coming off the bye. Where's it at? Is it it in San Fran? Jacksonville. Oh, I'm going, you know what? I'll do it. I'll go for it. Give me the neck tat. I want Go the ahead. neck tat. Give me the, the neck tat. The neck? Last right. time I picked against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I lost. And I, I know that's just me not being loyal to the squad. Hey, loyal to the squad. We're about to go one more up on them, dude. We got this. It's hey. amazing. I love how you had a whole thing ready there to pick the 49ers. I did. And you're like, well, where I are did. They? Oh, they're I in did. Jacksonville? Okay. Too late. I already wrote it down. I did. <laughs> you know, just that home field advantage we... in Jacksonville is just so, it's just so <laughs> tremendous. It's just tremendous home field advantage. Can we get your 49ers spiel quick, even though you picked the – what was your – you were going to pick the Niners. I was going to pick the – I mean, I was going to pick the Niners for a lot of the reasons, same reasons Booney did. You add a pass rusher there. You add Debo Samuel back. This is now a team that's fallen way behind in the number one race, behind the Eagles, right? They understand everything's still out in front of them. This is going to be a hungry squad coming off embarrassing losses. Brock Purdy's now had a chance to rest his brain for a few weeks. Hopefully it's not scrambled eggs in there. And it's just going to be one of those things where they're just going to come back and try and get right back on track. And if that team just corrects, course corrects even a little bit, they're right back to the juggernaut that we saw the first few weeks of the season. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. Jacksonville's going to throw a huge wrench. Jacksonville's just going to throw a huge wrench in all that. All of everything I just said. Jacksonville's just going to murder them all. Ignore it all. all Okay, Thursday night football, and it's a battle of the number one overall pick. Uh, I think the Cardinals (laughs) are in this mix too, but the teams that are vying for the number one overall pick. Panthers at Bears Thursday night football. We're going to the bottom of the rung for this. I got the Bears home field. So unlike some of these is other Justin teams, field that are back? leaning in. Is Justin Field back? It's very 50-50 right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Uh but okay. they added they added Montez Sweat, right? So they got another uh another defensive lineman of note. I think the Bears will come out victorious, uh, you know, nineteen to thirteen or something ugly. Eleven to nine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I have to pick the Bears. You, you can't. You can't not pick against them right now. The other team, it just a. I don't even want to watch this game. Like there, there will be something on television. I'd rather go watch Suits on a rerun than turn this football game on because it's just one of those things where why are we still having these games? Can't you flex these games out? Like, can you flex Thursday night football? Like, can you? I don't know if you can. Probably because everything's predicated around it, but. I like the Bears, especially if Justin Fields gets back. He's just going to run around like a running back. And also, can we talk about how the Bears got super finessed by the Washington Commanders and how they could have easily paid Montez Sweat that in free agency as an extension and not given up a second-round pick for him? Just saying, but, hey, Ryan Poles has a plan. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. Leave him alone. It's all coming together. Trust the process in Chicago. Process. Yeah, Chicago. Go Bears. Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. Bears for you? Yeah, I'm going to have to, unless, unless I can pick a tie. Can I pick a tie? Can Actually, a tie? you could. That would be fantastic. If they tied Tell like if you six pick to a tie, six. If you pick a tie, you get five bonus points. <laughs> ten, bo- ten bonus points. Five. Because ten, okay. ends, ten ends the league. If you pick a tie and you're right, you get five bonus points. All right, I'm going to go with the tie. <laughs> <laughs> a I'm tie. in the middle. I can't pick which one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm adding it up for five bonus points. Hey, but if uh, if if Justin no, Fields there's no plays, if there's if no Justin if Fields plays, I'm going Bears. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Full tie. Okay, I'm full, full tie. tie, dude. Full tie. But you think Justin Fields is less likely to tie? I think he gives them one point advantage. Yes. <laughs> okay, single a single single point. Why has a sports oh, book not hired idiot. Boone to help with yeah. their uh, their odds makers, guys? Guys, it's a tie. For sure, it's a tie. But if Fields hey, plays, it's worth one I extra hit this point. right, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, if you get this right, I, I mean, you might as well just take the whole thing. Sir, yes. you'll be over here on Thursday, too. I'll be up in Blaine for yeah. a tournament. I got a hockey yeah. tournament late at night, I forgot to tell you. Sorry, oh, buddy. thanks. Okay, no I'll just wait outside, I guess. He'll leave the key under the mat. <laughs> Is your wife going to be there? Because I don't go inside if your wife's home. No, alone. she's with me. She scares me. She'll be with me. It's Carmen's first game, so we're going to go. Dude, there was one time I was coming over to Boone's, and I like called and I was like, are you home yet? He's like, no, I'll be home in 20 minutes. But Dana's there. Just knock on the door. She'll answer. I was like, I'll wait in the driveway. I was watching TV on my phone. The driveway I was like, oh. Hey, bud, you're home. He's like, you don't want to answer the door? I was like, absolutely not. Your wife, like, she's terrifying. She scares the crap out of me. Yes, she is, dude. She bosses you around. It's creeping in the driveway. Just wait. What are your friends doing in the driveway? 
it's time for some dumb football questions mm. here, gentlemen. By the way, if you haven't yet already, uh, please click that like button and the subscribe button on the O-Line Committee YouTube channel. I think we're over 12,000 subscribers yes. now. Let's go, Mackie. So, hit me with something dirty. Thank you guys. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. I think there's one addressed specifically to you. Oh, God. What about his here? skitty legs and crooked oh. knees? Hey. <laughs> No, it's uh. We've had we've had enough of those. Here it is. Actually, this was this wasn't addressed specifically to you, but I think I think it'll be a good one. Uh, Stuart Gonzalez Blank says, "Not going to ask a question, but I'm just going to give these guys a phrase and see what stories come out of them." Oh shit! Oh boy! Sweat management. (laughs) Sweat management. I got one. So it wasn't about me. We had a rookie, rookie, my rookie year, we drafted Chris Watt to the Chargers, and he was out of Notre Dame. One of the sweatiest, grossest humans I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and he became the starting center. And I will never forget the first time Philip Rivers, like, after a full individual, we went to our first team, and it was the first week he was starting center. He went to put his hand underneath the center and stopped practice. And was like, absolutely not, bud. Say, bud, no <laughs> chance this is real. And, like, pulls his hand up, and it's just drenched, right? Just oh, drenched. And so, and so I think that, oh, gosh, I think the, the equipment guy's name was Donnie. I might be messing this up with the Panthers, but he's like, hey, Donnie, Donnie, get this man a towel. And he brings over, like, four of the big Gatorade towels and just rolls them up and just starts stuffing them in the back of his pants. Oh. I mean, like, it looked like he just had, like, a big old ass, right? It was massive, but all it was was just Gatorade towels because <laughs> Philip hated his hands getting wet. Uh-huh. And so he'd just, like, dry his hands off on his back before oh. he'd go under center. Oh. But Watt was just the sweatiest, just grossest human on that. Oh, it was so gross. Sweat management. That was that was the sweat management story there. That, that I was the thing. When the Vikings drafted Garrett Bradbury, I feel like that was a thing. It was like... Yeah. At, at the at the OTAs and stuff, you could. It was a discussion among cousins saying like, "Yeah, you know, we had a hey, why did you guys have a couple botched exchanges there in training camp or whatever?" And he's like, uh, "I'm going to be really honest. Garrett Bradbury is a sweaty man down there, and uh, <laughs> it's sweat. like it's like grabbing a slick football in the rain." So could you imagine that putting your hand down there and coming out all wet? You'd be like, "Dude, are you out of your? F- <laughs> you you done lost your mind? Oh no! Oh, dude, we there." I used to have heat exhaustion all the time. We used to get IV bags all the time, but we had a dude yeah. one time. He got it really bad in Frisco because it'd get hot out there. And so we bring him in. He starts full cramping in the middle of meetings, right? And so everyone's scared to say anything in the middle of the meeting because, you know, we're in the middle of training camp. And so every, the, the, the poor guy's like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. I'm like, dude, your legs are cramping, <laughs> like both of them. Now your hands are going. He's like, don't say so we go this whole meeting, which we probably should have said something. We had to end up carrying him out, put him in a cold tub. They had to call the fire department because they couldn't get water into him fast enough. Now, here comes the funny part. Oh, my God. He's That's sitting terrifying. in the cold tub. We're all standing around him. We're all like, dude, are you okay, man? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm doing a lot better. I just need some food. So they bring him in a banana. And he's eating this banana. And they're like, it's great for the potassium. It's be great for you, dude. Don't worry. You get some in your belly. So Harbaugh's like peeling the banana <laughs> as he's peeling it. He takes a bite out of it. What? <laughs> gives, it to the, gives it to this guy. We all stop and we're like, did you just take a bite out of that? He's like, oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> this poor kid is completely like unconscious. He's like eating this banana that Harbaugh just ate. And we're all like, dude, you're going to feed him the same banana? Like, <laughs> fire, fire department's like, did he just do that? We're like, shh. Oh man, that's classic, man. Just well, literally peeled too. it. What are you talking about? <laughs> dying, dude, I was dying. Oh, that's great, dude. He ended up uh, being okay. Michael Hacker wants to know Did you guys grow up a fan of an NFL team? And if so, is uh let's see, is it is playing not for that team? I don't know this he words this question weird. Did you have to set your fandom aside once you actually got oh, to the NFL? This is a great question. Go yeah. ahead, you go first. Yeah, no, I, so I'm from Denver, right, born and raised. My dad, who he's here in the house with me here, he was a massive Broncos fan. And so I grew up a massive Broncos fan because also I was growing up in the era where John Elway and Shannon Sharp and they're winning Super Bowls and going to the Super Bowl parade and sitting on dad's shoulders as the bus goes by, right? Like diehard Broncos fan, which also turned me into a hard Philip Rivers hater. 
right oh, pure man. like crybaby rivers and like he's such a whiner and like I mean, I'll get like Facebook pop ups. It's like on this day, 15 years ago, I was like, damn right, you beat the hell out of Philip Rivers. Like, <laughs> we've got Peyton Manning. We're going all the way, right? Like, diehard Broncos fan. So, of course, I go to the San Diego Chargers, right? Of course, I go there. And my wife, who's from Corona area, massive Chargers fan. And so, like, all through college, I'd just be pouring it on her when you'd be beating her, like, oh, the Chargers suck. Uh-huh. And so, as soon as I get picked up there, like, you show up, and within days, I'm like, Philip Rivers is awesome, right? Like, this dude's <laughs> incredible, right? Like, and, and I had to, yeah, you basically, once you get in the NFL, though, you're no longer a fan. Like, it really, the whole thing kind of shifts on you. Of yeah. You're not really a fan anymore because of your job. And it, it carries over to me now, too, of even when I got out of the NFL, before I became an agent, had clients on teams where I root for them, obviously, you just really root for your buddies. You root for your pals. You root I see for the one, guys. One, that you're one with. of your clients playing the Broncos. You're just like, shh, J Mike, shh, Broncos. Yeah, shh, it's the Broncos, man. Just, just roll them one. Just roll them one, right? Like, no, there's none of that. No. Right? And people would ask you, too, like, are, when, are you still a fan? Who are you a fan of? Like, as you're playing, who are you a fan of? I was like, whoever signs my checks. Right. Like, that's my biggest fan is whoever's, yeah. like, whoever's name's down there at the bottom, I'm all in. But yeah, you, you, you do have fans. But once you get in the NFL, all that stuff just kind of dissipates away. Um, I was a huge Brownies fan. Obviously, the Bernie Kozar being from Cleveland, we were we were all about it. When they left, it was terrible. When they blew up the stadium, we went down and took the rubble and tried to get seats and do the crazy oh, Cleveland dude. thing. Like we were we were fanatics, dude. I remember my grandma. The cops were like, "Ma'am, you can't be here." My, my grandma was like, "It's okay. My son's the captain. You can't you can't arrest me." And I was like, "God, what do we do?" And she's like, "Just grab as much as you can. This stuff is going to be legendary." Like we were fans of Cleveland, but I was probably the only guy in the NFL that was still a fan of the Browns, and I would get so mad when they lose because it was just like god they can never figure it out and i only got to play in cleveland one time and when i did i ended up tearing my mcl like horrifically bad off the bone and it was it was rough but i got to i wanted to play for them every time i was a free agent i would always have my agent call over and be like dude see if they need a guard or see if they need anything and he'd always call me back like nah nah baby they don't want you i'd be like god damn my own city which was probably for the better because had i ever gone home and played Jay knows it would have been the end of Boone. It would just you would never have seen me again. Yeah. What about yeah, you, so, Mac? This, uh, this is a dumb football question for you too. I know you cover the Vikes now. Yeah. You always been a Vikes guy. You can answer these two. Oh, yeah. So, I I grew up obviously. I've I'm 38 years old. I've spent 35 years of my life living in the Minneapolis or Greater Minnesota area. So. The first time I ever cried watching a football game was the 1998 NFC Championship game. Where the Viking that was the Vikings with Randy Moss was a yep. rookie, and they had the bet they at the time it was the highest scoring offense in NFL history. They were fifteen and one, and they were going to steamroll their way to the championship. Of course, they were going to if they would have gotten through the Falcons, Broncos. they would have played the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Yep. And we actually had side story. We had uh, Terrell Davis on our radio show like probably eight years ago one time, and and I've always wanted to ask someone from that team, and so I said, hey, before we wrap this thing. If that Vikings team would have beat the Falcons, what happens in that Super Bowl objectively? And he said, honestly, dude, we would have whooped you because John John Randall had like gotten hurt and they, the Vikings lost a couple defenders. He's like, yeah, I mean, we were like a we had Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame running back, Hall of Fame tight end, Hall of Fame offensive lineman. Like yeah. we would we would whoop you guys. They were dominating. But I think when you get into whether you're a player or whether you're just an idiot on a microphone or you're, especially if you're like a beat writer, which I've been in the past and your job in theory is to objectively cover a subject and report on it and stuff. You tend to lose a little bit of your diehard fandom. And you, you like, I find myself sometimes, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I find myself sometimes rooting more to be right about my opinions than actually rooting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm still I'm a huge sports fan. I am a Minnesota sports fan. I don't I don't have to stay home the next day, be, you know, out of devastation. It doesn't control my life emotionally like it would have before I started doing this for a living. But you I've, guys are probably I've, even I've further never understood. <clears throat> I've never understood the whole like it ruins my weekend type of thing though. Oh. Like I don't know if that's just like I know people that, like when the Huskers lose, like they're distraught. For like yeah. 24 to 36 hours and like you'll see him at church on sunday morning and they'll be like can you believe that yesterday i'm like no it's over like it's done what do you mean it's like <laughs> i just can't and then you see him again later in the week be like oh, I, I read a bunch of stuff and listened to a bunch of stuff and like <laughs> can you really believe this is going on it's like dude you need help like big time <laughs> yeah, help. like just 
find something else hey, to gather that's yourself. That's because we're different, with. though, Jay. Remember, you lose that game. You come in on Monday. They'll give it to you for an hour or two, and then they're like, "It's over." I don't want to see this film again. I don't want to talk about it again. And so in our minds, it's literally like blank slate. Got it. Yeah. It's over. Done. And you see fans out. And I think that's why fans misunderstand us sometimes when they see us on a Wednesday after a loss. Like, he doesn't even seem like he cares. Like, guys, I got to go to the next game. Okay? I got it. We fucked up. We messed up. We lost. We'll win the next one. And if we don't, we'll win the one after that. <laughs> but I can't sit here for eight weeks and let my coaches just berate me about something I did seven weeks ago. Like, eventually yeah. we have to move on. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's it's hard because if you are a fan of Alabama, for instance, Alabama football, your expectation is that they win every single game. So yes. I can see how, like, one loss could be devastating because now, like, your whole goal as a fan is to win a championship. You know, maybe your Nebraska Cornhuskers get back to the 90s or whatever, or maybe my Golden Gophers get back to the early oh. 60s. But I know going into a Gopher, like, we were at that Gopher-Illinois game. I went to the University of Minnesota. I love the Gophers. I also know that they're going to lose like four games in devastating fashion. One of them inexplicably every year <laughs> where they're up by 20. I build that into my consciousness going into the season so that when they blow a three touchdown lead to Northwestern in the fourth quarter, I'm not shocked by it. I'm like, I, it hurts a little bit. It's like, God, why dude? Why? Yes. Or when they, you know, when they allow the game winning drive. But I think if you, if you can, you know, one of my favorite books is uh, it's called the Bob Knight just died last week. Yep. I'm not a huge Bob Knight fan, but he wrote a book called The Power of Negative Thinking. My father-in-law got it for me like 10 years ago. And it's not about just being a cynical asshole all the time, which Bob Knight tended to be. It's about the power of negative thinking, meaning mentally prepare yourself for a bad thing to happen so that if it does, if you're driving, you're always thinking, hey, that asshole in front of me is probably going to cut me off. I'm ready for it. But if he doesn't, awesome. That's great, right? That Illinois offense with a backup quarterback probably going <laughs> to score a touchdown right now. And I am bracing mentally for it. If it I'm happens, prepared I'm good, for right? it. Yeah. It's not going to go power, crazy. Yep, it's fine. Power of negative thinking hey, can really help you. It's the old uh, hope for the best, expect the worst. It's, it's exactly what we would go into every mm -hmm. game saying. Like, hey, we're going to hope for the best here, but we're expecting the worst. Like, we've planned wrong. We're going to have to figure it out. And if we do, I think that's another thing that – coaches do a great job of pivoting you to something else like hey this didn't work let's pivot over here quickly and it's like there's no like well we thought it's like hey we screwed up moving on here we go and you're like okay got it and so your brain just tends to be like hey we lost the game here's what we did wrong got it fixing it moving on to the next one never really sitting around going you're right I should have jumped out of there faster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm wondering why I didn't do that. Like coaches are just like, hey, stop being stupid and do it. Got it. I'll do it next time. Roger that. Like moving yeah. on. Yeah. So hopefully that uh, hopefully that was a, probably a longer answer to that question oh, than great. he was going for. All right, we're gonna we're gonna stop the podcast here because we got some film to break down, and uh, we're gonna hit we're gonna hit you guys on the YouTube channel this week with a full Joshua Dobbs breakdown, CJ mm. Stroud's five touchdowns, some more Ravens. I, I pulled a full drive from the Ravens second quarter, mm. just absolute death by paper cuts. So we'll mm. look at that too. But thank you guys for uh, helping us get over 12,000 YouTube subscribers on the audio side. If you could also give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple podcasts or Spotify, you can help us grow this offensive and line lifestyle. Podcast. We have social media. We, we, we found someone mm -hmm. to help us with social media. So if you can go over on Instagram, O-Line Committee, Twitter, O-Line Committee, shoot that a follow, share it with your friends, trying to grow this platform every which way we can because everyone wants to be an O-Lineman. That's right. Deep down at heart, everyone wants to be an O-Lineman. That's right. All right, boys. That's Jeremiah, Alex, I'm Phil. We'll see you next time on the O-Line Committee podcast.